night in Hackney. We are off again on more adventures. Before us lies the mystery of dark Hackney, of Hackney under the glow of lamps, of Hackney under moon and stars, Hackney under fretful, dull skies. Before us also lies the danger, the awful danger, of repeating a story that's been well told already. When night falls over Hackney, ancient and primitive things come to our streets. For night is sinister and dramatic. It brings with it something of the jungle. Beasts of prey and great cities, alone in nature, remain awake when darkness comes. The one in search of death, the other in search of an extra hour of life. that we were meant to go to in Shoreditch and it closed at one and we realised it was quite late and my friend said she'd heard of this place so we're here in a big big long queue. No man can say the words night in Hackney leave him entirely unmoved. To the student of human nature, they act like a whip on the imagination. For night in Hackney is a brief period of infinite possibility. The desire to extract just a little more from life than nature intended. The bright light calls night after night. This then is our stage. Kingston Road, it's like a big strip, and then as you walk down on a Friday night, like you don't really know what's going on. But if there's a queue and a gathering of people and like people outside, you can just go in and find some fun. I'm going to Passing Clouds, is in Rodinstone Road, and the night is Movimientos. Say, so this is a night in like an old video shop. And it's crazy, it's not like some big super club. So we had the option tonight of going to like a games night where people are playing Twister and Connect Four and like a working men's club. Where in the world do you get that? This is how we do it. It's Friday night and I feel alright. Party out on the west side. Oh, east side, east side. East side is way better. There's a lot going on and everyone is finding something that they want to do. And there's loads of bars that are just little doors above the bab shop. It's just a bit more intriguing than other parts of London and it's round the corner from where I live. London at night historically has been an imaginative place as much as a real place, a real set of topographies. It's a, it's a promise, um, it's a sense of kind of break with kind of sort of daily boring routines of one's quotidian rhythms. And that allure isn't necessarily just about enchantment or excitement or 
doing new things with new people, tripping lights fantastic in new zones of a city. It's actually about embracing its difficulties. Um, it's about being lured by the idea of danger. We don't know what's happening here, actually. What's happening here? What's happening here? Um, all I know is that uh, we were trying to get around this area and they told us that there had been a stabbing and that um, the victim had uh, survived, but that they were setting up surveillance around the whole area. I literally live about two doors above the crime scene. I think there is a murder because a policeman told me that it was a murder, like Jack the Ripper. I really don't like this neighborhood right now. Historically, the East End of London has been one of the most important places in the symbolism and the imagination of London at night. It was the dark, Africanized, almost colonial, darkness compared to the chandelier of the West End. By the 1880s, however, so many people were aware of that as this kind of schizophrenic, bipolar, love-hate kind of way of thinking about the city that they were dressing down, going on double-decker buses to get a piece of the kind of funky yeah, East End. Charlie Chaplin would come from America, lots of tourists, especially in the wake of Jack the Ripper, and they would go on double-decker bus tours of, of uh, Wapping, of parts of Hackney. So the East End has always been never allowed to be banal. It has to be awful. That's what a certain version of London wants out of East End at night. It has to be the most extreme experience where Pete Doherty or Amy Winehouse goes to be laid low and corrupted by all the felons. Or it's the, the place where the worst prostitutes, the most desperate prostitutes are, or where the most sort of desperado gangs of migrants hang out. It's a strategic function for mainstream London's imaginings of the night. Despite from day is a release from routine, telling us that the world is free to us. Let us go out into the dark streets. The small books are a pound, the large books are all those. The big ones. The blue ones there. If you give me a fiver, you can have the lot. Normally it's £10. The lowest I'll go with you is £4 for that. And you are getting good knowledge if you take them today, my friend. Okay? I reckon that's a fair deal. The only thing is that I am broke. Do you have any finances at all today? 
What have you got on you? Do you know what I would suggest to you? Between the two of you, you give me the £1.40, I'll be back out here tomorrow night, you can bring me the remainder, and you can take the books with you tonight. That's a fair deal, really. Tonight? Yes, I'll be back here tomorrow at 9, so you give me the £1.40 now as a deposit, take the books, be back here between 9 and 2 in the evening tomorrow, and give me the remainder of the Seriously. And my name's Sam. We're on Mare Street at this present time in Hackney and this is outside the Hackney Empire on Mare Street itself near the town hall. That's where we are. I've always loved books and I know there's a lot of people that love books so I bring the books out to them and at night time as opposed to always just going maybe to a pub and running up and down, a lot of people like to come and pick up a good book to go home and sit down or read or they're looking for subjects that they would never anticipate they would find here at that time at a good price. Well, the books I have is on a variety of subjects. It depends what people are after. You can have philosophy, history, the books that make you laugh, books that educate you, books that can motivate you, books that can take you far. The time now is half past 11 at night time, okay? Normally I'll be out here from nine o'clock until two o'clock in the morning. I find that at night time, there's a lot of people that like to come out and purchase books, so I'm here. Sometimes way up to all four or five in the morning, it all depends on the circumstances. But once they get used to me being here, they come on a regular basis. So which means I have to come out on a regular basis to make sure they get to see and do what they want to do, especially when it comes to the books. There's always something happening out here. Guys, keep up the good work, yeah? I'll learn a lot. I'll see you again soon, yeah? Take it easy. Keep up the good work, my man. Right. Keep up the good work. I've been dropping by ever since I've seen him and he's always got a lot of books spread out and you can't help but have a look, you know. I bought some interesting books actually, I'll, I'll show you what they are. Every time I find this man, he's always got something fascinating for me to um, look at or read. I bought The Struggle for Supremacy, Napoleon's Europe, Into the Space Age, Age of Revolution and I also bought a book on poetry, an African journal of new writings and there's one more here, and this one's Healing Without Harm, which is always good to be green and caring for the environment, you know? So it's, it's really brilliant. I'm coming back tomorrow to look for some more, by the way. Yeah, I'm coming back tomorrow, yeah. I just had an argument with my friend, so I left her and uh, I ended up in here. Two o'clock in the morning and I left her about half an hour ago when I didn't want to go to a squat party. <laughs> now I'm waiting for my friend to come and get me because I don't know Dalston. 
or wherever I am and whatever will happen next I don't know I'll drink my tea <laughs> it's one of life's adventures isn't it Nighttime is always a search for the unknown. The night itself is a character, is a place that's unknown. You can't see it. The fear of what's around the corner, but also your sense of curiosity around it, and gets ramped up. So the possibility of nighttime is very much connected, I think, with you go to one place and you get lost, um, or you don't find it, or you meet strangers, strangers that you wouldn't meet in daytime, where you're surrounded by the kind of coterie of your own workplace or your home life. You meet newness and then you trip from one place to, to the next. And ideally, one wants to end up lost. Nighttime is a place to get lost, to get kind of frazzled and to be really in a, in a completely new imaginative realm. We were meant to be going to Vampire Weekend DJ set. We got a little sidetracked and now we're, now we're going uh, to a squawk party apparently. You're welcome to join us if you want. Through the dark, unnatural street the taxi cab driver, linking lover to lover, crook to crook, criminal to criminal. It's a drama on wheels. The man at the wheel sits like a blind knight errant of the streets of the service of good or evil. He does not know the whys and wherefores of his small hour pilgrimages. The surprising places he may be asked to visit do not excite his imagination. For it's all in the night's work. I love driving taxis. I was driving buses before. I left bus driving because distressed. So I decided to have a self-employed job. Flexible, convenient for me, especially when you talk of family. I have my own schedule, I have my own time. He rescues a damsel in cold distress and takes her to Greenwood Road. He picks up an unsteady man and takes him home to a furious wife in Downs Park Road. He meets a suspicious couple and deposits them in a snug terraced house on Adley Street. He picks up the odds and ends of Hackney and tidies up the empty streets. Blind Night of Hackney. I believe it is my responsibility because whenever I carry or I take a passenger, I make sure he opens the door, her door, before I move off. I want to see my customers entering their homes safely. Blind Night of Happy.
Night cabbies claim they prefer to drive at night because the streets are quieter then and there is less of the pollution and pressure that has sent their colleagues to early graves. Others, laughingly, grudgingly, confess to being misfits. Their cars are secret caves into which they retreat to close out the disappointments and regrets of their daily lives. Night riding allows them to live in London incognito, to lurk in the shadows away from the glare of family and friends. They stay on the move to keep themselves from thinking, trying to substitute street names for the personal calamities, the recollection of which stabs them into bitter consciousness just at that point in the early morning when they're beginning to doze off. And so the cabs become floating coffins carrying the corpses of countless hopes and future dreams. I wake up and I can hear the traffic. I think the traffic and the noise that's actually going on in my head is noisier than the traffic outside. Even if it's quiet outside for a few minutes and you couldn't hear a pin drop, that's when the internal traffic in my own mind starts up. Because you can hear your own heartbeat, you become more aware of your own self as a physical person. A lot of it's just being able to let go and let go, let go of all your worries, let go of your fears, let go of the sense of your own self and just fall. I live quite near the reservoir, like this huge pleasure trail. It's amazing, this amazing thing about Hackney is the water, is the um, marshes, which I associate in a way with insomnia because it's that fluidity of everything. The normal boundaries between day and night break down and you have this sense of fluidity. The quietest, stillest point of the night you realise what it is to live somewhere like London where you have the, the you know, water in the heart of urbanity in the middle of a city and you can actually hear a duck splash about on the reservoir. You can hear it. Just the blackness and stillness of the middle of the night is something that I like because it feels as if it's a secret. In a way, that's almost my comfort. I, I draw comfort from the place. Few other human beings will be alive, but the city's still alive and Hackney's still there and that's never going to go to sleep. Yeah, we have just two options left tonight. Is mushroom, vegetable and beans and lamb. Well, the thing is, in here we have 24 hours soups and we do six different main courses of to traditional Turkish house food. Daytime, 
night time is very very different people very very different life people fighting people swearing they drunk you meet the world the spread we have we have a selection of, of pickles and and olives which is a very turkish thing Pardon? No, tzatziki. No, no, it's Turkish. No, because it's not tzatziki. Because it's Turkish and it's yogurt and this is butter bean and lamb stew. And we're having pickled tomatoes and <laughs> olives and Thanks Turkish bread. We're very, very happy. And also Somnia is amazing because it's always open. When nobody's in here, we sit down, play about with our phones, play games on the internet. We watch films on the internet. It's cool to free. Well, we've got to get a move on. We've got somewhere else to go. We need, we're going to go to the joiners. The desire to extract just a little more from life than nature intended. The bright light calls night after night. service. What's your address? Okay, okay dear. It'll be there a couple of minutes. Yeah, come outside. Bye bye. It's not dawn and it's not night. It's that short between time when the fates seem gathered in prayer over Hackney. Already work has begun, but it's still dark. Dawn comes to Hackney slowly. I'm usually up about round about half past three in the morning and obviously come to work and I pick Brian up, bring him into work, uh, get changed, I collect the keys and you carry on from there. Go on. Well basically mine's basically the same but I get up at three o'clock in the morning. We've got a routine where if there's only one bin is it heavy, Brian would put that on himself, then I could drive to the next bin. If there's more than one, then obviously I'll get out and assist. Right, we've got two down here. Doing the job for 30 years, and prior to that, obviously a lorry driver, and a job come up, I applied for it. Fortunately enough, I got the job. And I thought, oh, this would be just temporary, like, you know, I didn't want to be a dustman. And unfortunately, it's like dustmen have got a stigma about them that they're all thick and stupid and all the rest of it. That's it, basically. Uh, I'm still here <laughs> after 30 years. Okay, Reg! Normally, nobody interferes with you while you're getting on with your work. Occasionally, you might get somebody a bit of banter or something, but um, you see occasionally fights. 
arguments and the local cool girls, if we call them that, ladies of the night, still town for business. You get to know them and chat to them and I suppose people look at them in a different light than we do. They're no different from anybody else, just doing what they want to do. It's their business, not ours. Make him run. See this? You've got to make sure that is clipped onto there, because if it isn't, as you send the bin up, it'll go in the back. Since if you work around the Hoxton area, more so at the weekends, then you would see plenty of life going on around there, plenty of drunks. That's it, really. But if you come in into Hackney itself, uh, where we are, Stoke Newton and that, normally in the morning it's fairly quiet. And that's the reason we get out early in the morning, because of the traffic. I do all right, raised a few boxes out. The other day they were doing the hospice in Well Street, I believe it's in Well Street, and they were putting the bin on, and for some unknown reason they decided to push the lid open. And when I opened the lid up, there was a woman sleeping in the bin. Now if the lid wasn't, if they didn't have done that, they would have put her in the back and sent her up, and she would have been dead. Right, we've got two down here. We finish at the tip, basically we, we tip our, our last load, then obviously you go back to the yard, fill up the vehicle, and while I'm doing that, Brian might be in the vehicle, clean the windows and probably tidying up if there's any mess in there for whatever reason. And then we'll park up and then we can go up and then you've got the facilities to have a shower, get changed and again, I'll give them the lift home, whatever. And yeah, that's, that's the end of your day. And it's, uh, again, you got job satisfaction as such as you know that you've been out, you've cleaned the place up and if you drive along you can see you know it's clean tidy and whatever so yeah it's satisfying a little wind slips out of the east and blows through the lit streets slowly the street lights lose their brilliance and a kind of greyness in which the stars begin to fade one by one comes over all things. The black shadows that have wrapped Hackney during the night pale moment by moment. Ten boys come out and they'll put the stalls out Friday night and then finish off Saturday morning. You can never get used to the early mornings, but at the end of the day, it's a nice little Saturday job. It never gets easier for me anyway. Some people are used to it, but I never get used to it. <laughs> uh, I don't even bother going to sleep anymore. I just stay awake. <laughs> My name's Tessa and I work for a Leicestershire-based company called Northfield Farm. We're butchers and farm shop owners and we come here every weekend to set up stalls, sell meat and sell cooked burgers, sausages and bacon. The best you'll ever find. This is all Flower Pass City. We have a range of uh, amazing breads really. Starting from the top, that's a wheat-free and yeast-free rye. It's called Hoxton rye. The one below is a traditional French kind of like, Cabbage, uh, cauliflower. 
uh, sprouting broth, uh, curly kale, purple curly kale, brussel tops, brussel stalks, parsley. Set off from Leicestershire at about quarter to four and there was black ice on the A1 which caused a major pile up in front of me. Um, fortunately no one died but um, we had to call the emergency services out and push cars off the fast lane and I'm um, setting up now. Half an hour late but never mind. I am just seem to be a person that doesn't need to leave, I just about to keep going. There's a threshold where I think that's it, I've not managed to fall asleep and it's when I know that the next, the, the cycle has turned, night is passing and a new day is beginning, when I hear the, the birds start singing, <laughs> realise that there's, there's no salvation, there's no going back, I've got to face the day and I haven't been to sleep. If, if a nighttime is another persona that one adopts, the, the imminence of dawn means that you're going to have to go back and put on your civilian clothes and become the person that most of the world thinks that you are. The, the dream is over. But for most people, I think, that sense of being encased or entombed in your small bedsit or trapped by your own nightmares, just a chink of light, is, is a kind of lifeline. Second by second, the grey light strengthens. London's millions are coming out of dreams into a reality. In thousands of homes, the shrill clamour of the alarm clock is calling to duty, and through the curtains, men and women see a streak of grey. You know this grey means for some happiness, for some sorrow. You know that among the dark mystery of roofs and chimneys are some who welcome the light, some who fear it, some who awaken with a smile, some who awaken with a brain drugged by sleep for one merciful second before the weight of a misery reasserts itself. Every city seems to have washed out the sins of the night. Dawn comes to them with eternal beauty and freshness. Through their streets, empty men and women is something which says, here is a new day. See how clean and clear it is over your stones, as fresh and pure as the light that comes over the hills and fields. Hackney in Dawn is a clean, unwritten page. It's a pure, 
beautiful thing, like snow before men tread it in the mud. It is now light. In the east there comes a pink flush low in the sky. The sun has risen. It's a smouldering, short-lived pinkness, as if the sun were fighting hard to show himself, uncertain and troubled. The colour changes, the pink clouds fade into the grey, streetlights go out. The feeling of otherworldliness has vanished with the dawn light, which went suddenly as if London had flung off a wrap. Now all is clear to the eyes. London, the most masculine city in the world, seems standing clean and stripped like a boxer entering a ring for another 24 hours with fate. Thank you.